This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to this week's free episode. Our second episode each week is exclusively for Slate Plus members. You can sign up for Slate Plus for just $1 for your first month. You'll get every How to Do It podcast without ads. Plus, you'll be able to read every single advice column on Slate with no monthly limits. Join now at slate.com slash HTDI plus. That's slate.com slash HTDI plus. Warning, this podcast contains explicit language and conversations of a sexual nature. Hi, I'm Stoya. I'm a writer and pornographer. And I'm Rich Juswiak. I'm a writer. We're the authors of How to Do It, Slate's sex advice column. This is our new podcast where we answer brand new letters about all your sex and relationship issues twice a week. You can ask us anything about sex. Anything. We're here to help. So after reviewing our questions that we're going to talk about this week, I was curious as to how much you care about a partner's sexual history. I'm hesitant if they don't have very much sexual history. I'm 35. I tend to date people in my age group. I did date that 25-year-old for about a year. But people who haven't had much sexual experience in their 30s can be very exuberant in a way that makes me tired. Um, (laughs) There's this concept that I ran into in Serbia of like a professional deformation. Mm. Like when something is your job, you tend to slip into work mode. Mm. So when confronted with a partner that like doesn't know the anatomy, I'm like, okay, let me get my internal structure of the clitoris ring. Here's how it's oriented. Yes, look at my vulva and you see where the parts are. Yeah, this part's in there. And it might be someone's fantasy, but for me, it just feels like work. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of labor. Yeah. I don't generally find myself in the position of teaching anyone anything, but I guess I never have that jealousy feeling or I don't have a hard time processing the fact that I'm not the first person that somebody's had sex with. Yeah. And it seems like one of our letter writers is having a lot of problems with that. And I don't know. I mean, I think that uh, it's kind of immature, really. Yeah, let's just go ahead and dig in and deal with some specifics here. Okay, yeah, let's hear the letter. Dear How to Do It, I'm a 20-year-old guy, and I'm very traditional and socially conservative. I've been with my girlfriend for a few months now, and things are going fine. Until last night, when I found out she's had more sex partners than just her last and only ex. This definitely bothers me. And I'm not sure what to do or how to tell her or to talk to her about it. I've read a lot of these articles where someone's partner has had a lot of past sexual partners and it's no bother to them, but I just don't think the same way. Since finding out about her having those other partners, I feel myself thinking less of her and not wanting her anymore. I like her, but I don't want a girl that is or was so open. I'm not sure what to do. Signed, can't turn a blind eye. 
there's no real taking us through the logic here. It's just kind of, I believe what I believe and this bothers me. And I understand that like people's comfort kind of works like that sometimes, but I do think a bit of mind expansion, especially for a 20 year old is in order. So I think there may be some cultural thing happening. Mm. I tend to look at things through the lens of United States culture. Right. But United States culture is pretty varied. And Mm -hmm. there are groups of people, you know, one category of groups that's coming to mind is fundamentalist Christians. Sure. And so if that is your lifestyle... I'm not going to try to intervene in that. Like if you're part of a culture or a religion that says that many sex partners are bad, like that's what you believe. Yeah. But then you shouldn't be dating people who enjoy sex with more than one person over the course of their lifetime. Yeah. It would be very wrong to stay with this girlfriend and treat her poorly and resent her and be distant with her because of something she's already done and can't change. And it would also be wrong to try to force her to behave in a way that fits with your cultural beliefs. Yes. Although I will say to this person's credit, the idea that they would approach a clearly sex positive column with this question shows that maybe he's willing to learn. Maybe he's willing to see things in a different way. It seems to bother him that it bothers him at least a little bit, because if it didn't, he wouldn't have a question. It would just be like, goodbye. That makes sense. Yeah. So where I would start for him is to walk myself through What about this exactly bothers him? Is it because he was taught, you know, by his parents or his church from the media that he consumes that promiscuity is a bad thing? Why is it a bad thing? Is this a negotiable in your life? Mm -hmm. Can you see how this person that you are getting along with is still a good person regardless of the sexual history that you don't necessarily agree with? I mean, this is how... You learn. You have working examples that defy your conceptions. Yeah. And you say, oh, so like that person is a good person that I want to spend time with, even though I previously thought that this thing about them would have made them totally off limits to me. Yeah. If they want to change their perspective, I definitely support that. Sounds like you do as well. Do you have any specific advice for leaning into what's behind these feelings? Like I do something with like one of a couple of very close friends where I'm like, hey, I feel completely negative and judgmental and bigoted and like not right. Can we talk about it? I'll just like pour it out and then I'll say something horrifying and i'm like oh yeah that's where that comes from right but that requires a trusted friend and that requires also their consent and their ability to handle someone else's ugly nasty mess yeah like it's work i've done it for other people as well it's a lot of effort yeah i typically do that with my boyfriend 
But my boyfriend isn't coming from any kind of conservative background. So he is more likely to give me a different way of thinking about it than to reaffirm whatever kind of narrow mindedness I have. Mm -hmm. And, you know, no offense to anyone, but it does seem like if you're going by some doctrine that not everybody in your country, for example, follows, then you're somewhat narrow minded. You know, your standards are your standards. And you have to understand that in the U.S., for example, there's people who have extensive sexual histories live a perfectly happy life and are in no way going to start following your law, you know? Yeah. So with all due respect, I do think that this is a narrow-minded perspective and it might be very hard to bounce those ideas off somebody and not just enter an echo chamber when you're talking to them. That's true. That's true. I feel like at best we're that opposing viewpoint that's saying yeah free your mind and it did take me a very long time to find friends who were solid but have very different viewpoints yeah and love me enough (laughs) to like express them (laughs) yeah because that's the other thing like it really is an act of care to push back when someone is. is being immature or stunted or like overly narrow yes I guess to this person, I would say you have a lot of pieces here. It just depends on what you want to do with them. You have somebody that you're getting along with that is defying your conception of, I don't know, a good person, a worthwhile partner. And you can either put that together now for what it is, or you can abandon the relationship and then risk regretting that one day when your mind does expand because you're 20 years old and you probably will have more life experience that shapes how you conceive the world. And there are other schools of thought like ours that value experience and value open communication and value autonomy and freedom. For me, a lot of my politics came out of how I think about sexuality. Mm. And for some people, how they think about sexuality comes out of their politics. Yes. Uh, But you might consider thinking of open as expressive and engaged in life and making the most of their physical form. Yeah, which, you know, per your interpretation, God gave them to enjoy. If it's a Christian thing. If it's a Christian thing. So if it it is a religious thing, also uh, Nadia Bowles-Weber, she's a... Lutheran minister, she wrote a book called Shameless Mm. that was specifically to help people who are struggling to connect to their sexuality after growing up in the church with like purity culture. It sounds really, really useful. It was so good. Yeah. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yeah, let's let's move on to the next question. Dear How to Do It, my bride-to-be's family has a pre-wedding tradition in which the groom takes the bride's mother on a date, buys her a dress and sleepwear, and gets a hotel room in which to spend the night alone with his future mother-in-law, sleeping in the same bed. At first, I didn't believe this was for real. Then I didn't want to do it. Then I said we should skip the hotel part. 
My girlfriend's mother is wonderful, and my problem was not with her, just this weird arrangement. However, my girlfriend still wants me to do this, and even said she would not be upset if her mother and I had sex. Apparently, this was once part of this tradition, but is no longer expected. I doubt we will end up having sex, but thinking this way underscores the weirdness of this whole thing. Should I go along with this tradition? Signed, Nervous Groom. So, I, last night, saw this question, and I googled. Something like, mother-in-law, weird wedding night tradition. Because you thought there was red flags or something like that? No, because I was wondering what cultures do this. And maybe that could provide some, like, useful context or, like, some expert who would be checking their email on Friday night. (laughs) For a really quick turnaround. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know. But I, like, really had in my head, like, I'm going to find out, like, what region or what culture or what religion this is from and, like, have some useful information. And I turned up the exact same question, slightly different phrasing. In two other places. Yes. And then Chow, our producer, said, oh, yeah, this is one of those questions that, like, Dear Prudence gets asked a lot. There's a Reddit. Am I an asshole? Uh, maybe that was based on the truth. But the the bigger issue here is that this is a question that has circulated a lot. feels almost like an urban legend at this point. And that as advice columnists, I mean, I'm always a little bit skeptical as to whether or not what I've received is legit. I answer it as though it is almost always. But this is one of the hazards of the job. Yeah. I have made a decision to take the writers not entirely at face value. Right, because nobody should be taken at face value usually. There's usually more going on than they realize. Yeah. The the limitations of human perception. There have been times where I've been pretty sure that there's something that happened in reality that is not incorporated into the perception that they're relaying to Mm -hmm. me. So sometimes I'll like be like, hey, like, are you sure about this? Or like, I'm questioning this or like weird that you're saying your wife claims to have never masturbated. Like, if you don't believe her, why are you married to her? (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I went web searching in earnest. But in retrospect, yeah, this has a lot of red flags. Yeah. What really got me is just this idea of like the changing tradition. Yeah, It just seems like a setup for like some kind of like 60s comedy or whatever, where like, oh, their family does weird stuff. And now I'm entering this world. There's almost like a, a triteness to the structure of the narrative, I guess. Yeah. It's like if somebody made my big fat Greek wedding into a porno. I totally thought my big fat Greek wedding. You know, it feels like a setup for almost like a sitcom kind of thing. I could hear the laugh track when they're both standing in the hotel room looking at the bed like, what's this going to be like? You yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the questions feel like penthouse letters. Yes. That's another thing, too. There's a sense of exhibitionism, and I find that a lot with, like, taboo stuff. We've gotten, like, incest letters where it's like, why are you writing it, like, at such length about this when you have an ostensible problem with it? Yeah. When I feel really skeptical of a question, I always try to kind of note that. You know, I always try to kind of say, this sounds like 
a plot or like whatever. But that's to say that like these things come up, I'm skeptical, whatever, but I'm also game, you know? Uh, and, and, and even if they're fake per se, there is often a root issue to get at. So at the very least, it's a thought exercise, right? Yeah. And as much as the goal is to help people, it's also in a format that is funded by lots of other people finding it useful or valuable to read. Right. Should we actually address? Oh, assuming that there is a person out there that did this or that could somehow like gain useful information about uh, imposing in-laws. Yeah. So, you know, while I was trying to figure out the context of this, I found a lot of like lists of in-law issues and there there are so many. Yeah. They are multitudinous and vastly varied. My question would be if you're going to say yes to something that's so unorthodox and also makes you feel so uncomfortable before you're married, what are you going to be asked or made to do during it's better to like put your foot down early on and say, no, that might be your tradition, but I'm not going to go along with that because that's your tradition and assert yourself then as opposed to going along with it and then finding yourself in this situation that you can't get out of. Yeah, definitely. And the no, I won't do it. OK, but we should skip the hotel part as far as like negotiation tactics. That's already a step down the hill and you don't want that right um so moving forward like super firm set your boundary think a lot about exactly where you're setting your boundary and then die on that hill yeah exactly and if that relationship can't sustain that hard boundary then the relationship isn't right for you yes okay that's all for now but we're not done this week In tomorrow's episode, we hear from a letter writer whose experiment with ethical non-monogamy hasn't gone quite the way she expected. So they never did have sex. I don't know if I believe that. I don't know if I believe that, but also I don't care because compared to all the other things, (laughs) right? right? Like you have like these like huge flags festooning whole sides of buildings. Then there's this little toothpick and a cheeseburger. And I'm like... (laughs) To hear that discussion in tomorrow's episode, sign up for Slate Plus at slate.com slash HTDI plus. If you're in need of sex advice from Rich and me, you can write to how to do it at slate.com slash how to do it. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 347-640-4025 and we may use it on the show. That's 347-640-4025 and slate.com slash how to do it. Remember, this is anonymous, and nothing is too small or embarrassing. Our show is produced by Chow Tzu. How to do its editor is Jeffrey Bloomer. Our letter readers are Shasha Leonard and Benjamin Frisch. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.